Welcome back to the MedBullet Step 1 podcast. In this episode, we go over the topic of interferons from the microbiology section on MedBullets.com. Let's begin this episode with a clinical snapshot. A 50-year-old man with a history of HIV presents to his infectious disease clinic for a rash. He reports that he stopped taking his antiretroviral medication about two months ago due to gastrointestinal upset with each dose. He reports feeling well overall, but reports developing a painless rash on his legs. Yesterday, he had night sweats and a low-grade fever. On physical exam, there are scattered volaceous papules and plaques on his bilateral lower extremities. Laboratory studies reveal a CD4 positive count of less than 200 per microliter. A skin biopsy is taken, and the patient is restarted on antiretrovirals and started on interferon therapy. This is a case of Kaposi's sarcoma. Let's now get into the topic. The drugs in this category include interferon alpha, interferon beta, and interferon gamma. In terms of the mechanism of action, interferons are part of the innate host defense against viruses. They are glycoproteins that are naturally made by virus-infected cells to fight the infection. Interferon upregulates MHC expression. Interferon alpha and interferon beta downregulates protein synthesis to prevent viral replication. Interferon gamma is secreted by natural killer cells and T cells activating macrophages. They activate natural killer cells to also eliminate virus-infected cells. With respect to clinical use, they are used in viral infections, tumors, malignancies, and other conditions. Specifically, interferon alpha is used in hepatitis B, hepatitis C, Kaposi sarcoma, condyloma acuminatum, hairy cell leukemia, renal cell carcinoma, malignant melanoma, and follicular lymphoma. Interferon beta is used in multiple sclerosis, and interferon gamma is used in chronic granulomatous disease and osteopetrosis. Adverse effects of interferons include flu-like symptoms, neutropenia, depression, myopathy, and focal segmental glomerulosclerosis, a nephrotic syndrome. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over one question to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. A 16-year-old Mexican female presents with symptoms of the common cold after the patient's respiratory epithelial cells were infected with rhinovirus. Due to the presence of the virus, her respiratory epithelial cells begin producing interferon. Which of the following is least likely to become an outcome of the activation of the interferon response? 1. Decreased viral replication within the cell. 2. A rhinovirus-specific cell-mediated immune response. 3. Upregulation of natural killer cell ligands on the infected cell. 4. Activation of natural killer cells. Or 5. Interferon binding to nearby uninfected epithelial cells. And the correct answer choice is answer choice 2, a rhinovirus-specific cell-mediated immune response. When cells are infected with viruses, the innate immune response activates production of type 1 interferon, namely interferon alpha and interferon beta. Since the interferon response is part of the innate, not the adaptive immune system, the response is general and not specific to a particular virus. 
Remember, the production of interferon leads to several important outcomes. First, interferon disrupts the virus's ability to replicate within the cell. Second, interferon binds to natural killer or NK cell interferon receptors, causing activation of the NK cells. Third, interferon leads to upregulation of ligands on the infected cell surface that are specific for NK cells, which allows NK cells to interact with and kill virus-infected cells. Lastly, interferon secretion by the infected cell has a paracrine function. Secreted interferon can bind to uninfected neighboring cells and help these cells avoid viral infection. Let's now review two citations related to this topic. In the first citation, Byron et al. discussed the role of NK cells in mediating significant levels of cytotoxic activity in viral defense. People without NK cells have increased susceptibility to viral infections since this early mode of viral clearance from the body is lacking. Instead, these patients must wait until cytotoxic T cells of the adaptive immune system are ready to attack the infected cells. Often, these patients need antiviral medication to better fight the virus. In the second citation, Takaoka and Yanai describe the signaling pathway leading to interferon production. Pattern recognition receptors are proteins expressed by cells of the innate immune system to identify pathogen-associated molecular patterns are activated by pathogenic antigens, and this causes the downstream activation of interferon production, which interfere with viral replication in host cells. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choices 1, 3, 4, and 5 are incorrect because they can all be induced by interferon. And that's all for this review about interferons. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 1 podcast, a daily audio review session by MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on MedBullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the MedBullets website or mobile app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from these MedBullets Step 1 podcasts so far, please consider leaving us a 5-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Also, if you are not already, be sure to follow MedBullets on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for daily high-yield content. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullets Step 1 podcast.